Hello and welcome to episode 223 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Henny. Yes. I need to know. So so I know that you now have readily available access all the time to your barbecue. I do. So how many days a week are you barbecuing? Uh, for sh- I would s- for sure two. Okay. And what what is something that you have barbecued that you weren't enjoying before because you did not have access to a barbecue? And it's not exactly the same when you cook it in the oven or an air fryer or, you know, stovetop. Yes. Um, so I did pork chops the other day. Oh, yeah. And I would say I've never cooked a pork chop before. Oh. And that was delicious. Uh, okay, bone in or boneless? Boneless. Okay. It was a yeah, pork they're... loin chop, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. They're they can be tricky because they dry well, out because very, they dry they, out very quickly. There's right. There's no bone. Right. So I made sure that I marinated them for a yeah. good several hours. And were they thick or thin? They were. I'm gonna say neither. I would would say they were average. You know Um, what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super. Yeah. It was not super, super thick, but they weren't, they also weren't like soup. Like they weren't like schnitzel either. Like they weren't thin, you know? Um, And so I marinated them really well to make sure that they, you know, they were nice and juicy before they went on the grill. And I had like a, a, like a sauce ready to baste them with. Yeah. So, and I made sure that they weren't on the grill for too long, right? Yeah. And they were perfect. They were so good. I yeah. will, I will happily make them again. Um, and then the other stuff that I've been making on the barbecue is stuff that I was making before, but mm-hmm. it's better on the barbecue. Yeah. You yeah. know, so like I would frequently do like corn on the cob Ugh. in the oven, yeah. but it's better on the barbecue. Mm. You know, so now I can do it on the barbecue. It's delicious. And then also like a, a burger, whether it's a, a hamburger or a turkey burger or something like that. Like, yeah, you know, I, I was doing, I found a way to, like, I found that doing them in the air fryer was fairly good. Yep. But th- there's nothing like, yeah, like, like having something cook over a flame, right? Like there's nothing mm-hmm. like the, the barbecue charred kind of. Yeah you know, consistency and flavor that is just remarkable. Yeah. So I've been doing that. I did, what did I, the other day I did um, like chicken kebabs, mm, barbecue, yeah. which were very good. And yep. I, at one point I did get like a little, like, I don't know as it was George Foreman, but I like a George Foreman like. Yeah. And so I have done kebabs on that before yeah. because you can just do it like quickly, like on the counter. But once again, there's, there's nothing like the barbecue. It's just so yeah. good. And I also love that. Like the mess is all outside. Ugh, you that's know, my... It's all like mm. contained within mm-hmm. the barbecue itself. You know, it's, there isn't, there aren't um, like, drippings that I have to worry about and clean up and get rid of. There isn't like, you know, spackling of, you Mm -hmm. know, like oil or fat, like going all over the place. I mean, it's great. I love it. Yeah. 
nope. Pork. So pork people, people often are like really concerned about having like it has to be cooked right through, but it actually is supposed to still be a little bit in the middle with like pink juice. Because mm-hmm. there's there is nothing worse than an overcooked pork chop. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like poultry, right? Where like it has no. to be yes. cooked right. through and through and through in order to be yeah. safe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw something on, uh, I think it was, do you, do you follow um, Busy on Instagram? No, but maybe. I so do you know who I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, so I used to, and then I stopped, but then, you know, as I was flipping through reels, something came up and she, the other day I saw one where it was to keep like little bits. She was cooking like little tidbits of chicken Okay. I think it was. I think it might have been on kebabs actually, and to keep it from drying out, what she was using, she put a little. She marinated it all, but then she put cornstarch on it. Oh, on the like on the like she coated the chicken in cornstarch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder if that like keeps the marinade yes. in the chicken so it doesn't drip off. Yeah, and she's and so and it doesn't. I mean. It, it doesn't really have a flavor, right? I mean, no, it's yeah. it's a neutral. Um, and I was like, huh, interesting. And she was like, you know, showing biting into it after and how right. the juiciest chicken I've ever had. Because that's also the thing is when you have it on a kebab is that there is a chance that it can be um, overcooked. Now, when you make yeah. chicken kebabs, are you like with chicken and veg on it? The, the ones that I made, they just had chicken on them, but I have done them with chicken and veg. Yeah. yeah. I freak, I usually, I'm more likely to do the chicken and the veg separately only because I feel like I find that I, the cooking, the cooking time is different. Oh, okay. You rather yeah. put them together? I, I always put them together. It was, and that was something that if I was having like in the summer having company. I mean, like, it looks nice. But that's also very, it's, it's, it's less stress for me. Like I, now it doesn't bother me as much. I can have people over and cook something in the oven. But there was a time when if it was going to be people come over, it had to be a barbecue. I don't want to be responsible for all the coordination with the meat and all of that. I'll do all the other stuff, but, you know, Phil's in charge of that because that's not, and if it's right. ruined, it's not my fault. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's. <laughs> that's a good strategy. I like it. <laughs> uh, but Phil's really elevated his game for sure. Um, he, since living here. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and you'll use your barbecue all year. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like through the, you like through the winter. Yeah, 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 I will. It's really, it's, it's really a magnificent thing. So, so, <laughs> but I should, if people have, things that they love to do on the barbecue I mean send them my way yeah yeah uh... I know Wanda always but I mean anytime I go to eat there and it's nice weather she's got like a a whole she'll do a whole tray of veg out there too yeah like on a on a baking sheet yeah 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 I've seen that done I should get into that like so it's a way of like roasting the veg but it's yeah on the barbecue yeah and something like squash is so good like that, right? Mm, I love squash. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get uh, get my barbecue game going. Because mm. for All now, right. I've just been mostly doing, like, stuff that I'm familiar with doing, you know? Yeah. I know, yeah. like, 
my um like growing up we often did potatoes on the barbecue yeah right um yeah but i don't i don't eat a lot of potato like just on my own so Mm -hmm. i hadn't really thought about doing that but if ever i wanted to cook a potato now that i have a barbecue that's how i would do it yeah. See, I like sweet potatoes, but in Canada, the sweet potatoes are as big as your arm, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, they're massive. Yeah. And here you can get smaller ones. And because Phil would prefer to have a regular potato and I would right. prefer to sweet potato. Have a sweet potato. Yeah. It's like a little sugar bomb. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, last, I think it was last week. No, mm-hmm. no. It was, I think it was the, the episode we talked about binging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And on that episode, we talked about uh, oatmeal raisin cookies. Oh, yes, we did. <laughs> and we talked about what our preference was, whether we liked like a, a dad style, which is like all crunch. Yeah. Or we want a little crunch around the edge and soft and chewy in the middle. And we yes. both agreed soft and chewy in the middle, a little yes. crunch. Yes. So so this week I was like, hmm, I, I try to make Phil like make cookies and then I also bring them to my therapist because I'm like Ted Lasso bringing you know (laughs) and bringing a little gift of of baked goods yes yeah but my therapist kids love it and I just found out that her daughter is the one who's like on the weekends like can we just go to the place with those cookies that you bring home (laughs) (laughs) and and she's only six oh my god that's so sweet so this week I was like huh maybe I'll make some oatmeal raisin cookies. And so I just like, and I just randomly Google and I do spend a lot, way too much time looking through recipes. I'm going to be honest with you, but I do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So anyway, I come up with this one recipe and I'm like, okay, well I have that stuff. And I thought, Oh shoot. I don't know how many oats I have because the thing I have a problem with here is it like the oats, they were they were Quaker oats. One to find Quaker oats is not the easiest thing. Okay, there the oats here are really fine. They drink it like as a breakfast thing, you know. So it's like oh. it doesn't have any real bite to because they've overprocessed and like overprocessed. Right, right, right. I find a, a thing and they come in like a barrel. It's like of Quaker oats. So, but I don't use it a lot. And the last time when I opened it, you know, it was in there. <sighs> You know, those little things? Yes. Like there's some sort of mite of some sort. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so no. Because one, the stupid thing is like $12 Canadian. So that was really irritating. So when yeah. I was, I threw it out and I was just like, whatever. But I had already put some into a glass jar before that. And so I had a little bit left. Okay. So I had enough half a recipe. I'm like, I'm going to attempt to make my own brown sugar because I have white, regular white sugar and I have molasses that I brought from Canada. Right. So I went ahead and I measured out a cup of regular white sugar and then I put in like two tablespoons of molasses and I start stirring, 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 looking. And because at first I'm like, okay, well, this could just be a waste of molasses. (laughs) Sugar and and molasses. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, but it came up beautifully beautifully and and I think I probably went a heavier on the molasses than I was necessary the richness of it honey oh my god wow how so okay how long did you have to stir it like did you have to so stir, and stir, and stir, and stir and stir and stir and stir or yeah. no just, oh, just so it all comes together okay yeah. and then um could you now store that or yeah. do you I have to use it no I think you could probably store it too 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'll try that. I'm going to make some and I'm going to store it and let's see what happens. And see what happens. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I do, cause I do have some monk fruit brown sugar in there, right. but because it's not like, it's, it's like a hard, it's not like, there's no moist, moistness to it, even, no. even in the beginning. Right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. but because I was making this for Phil, I'm not going to use any of that, which I, you know, yeah. whatever. So anyways, yeah. um, so I make this batch and it says specifically, like, don't, when it just starts getting a little bit brown, like, they're going to look raw. You need to take them out because they continue to cook. And that's what gives them the thing. So I read a lot of the reviews and everyone's okay. like, best cookie I've ever made, blah, 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 blah. Honey, these cookies. <laughs> oh, no. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, perfection. Perfection. Uh, I mean, it must have been the homemade brown sugar. I I think so. It was just made with that little bit more, you know, touch of love. Just that's it. That's it. Just yeah. a drop. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna start like growing grapes and making raisins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't don't say that because you put it out there, and before we know it, <laughs> I'll have a couple of vines. And <laughs> I mean, we know you have a dehydrator. I do have a dehydrator, yes. So it's not that it's uh, not that far fetched to think that oh you're making God. your own raisins. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, maybe I need to try that. Oh no, I've created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so much fun. Anyway, I might just know because my little dehydrator will probably just burn out. We'd be like. <laughs> Are you asking me to do? Yeah, yeah, this is this is too much. <laughs> You've already replaced my fan once. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, so cookies sound divine. Yeah. So when I go, I went to. I thought I'm not going to bring any to Beatrice this week. She's just going to think I'm just rude. I'm just, and I'm going to be like a weirdo. Like I feel weird about it. You know what I mean? Right. And so, but when I went yesterday, before I even said anything, she's like, "Oh, Sandy." She says, my daughter, she goes, my, like, they don't know whether you're a man or a woman. I just refer to anyone as my patient. Like, my patient right. made these. Did or this. Brought my patient did this. Yeah. Yeah. Because I got, last week, I walk in the house, and I have a bag, and I said, my, and they said, did she, did, oh, did they make the cookies? Are those the cookies from your patient? You know? So, anyway, so, yes, I had made last week of sugar cookies. And I said, well. I was, I said, I actually made cookies this week, but I was feeling like a weirdo to bring right. the cookies. <laughs> said, but... She's like, my daughter wants me to ask, like, can you get the recipe? Can you, can she just sell them to us? And she says, I keep trying to explain to her. She's only six. You know what I mean? <laughs> Super funny. Um, anyway, I said, okay, well, next time I see you, I'm going to bring she's going on holiday so I said next time I see you I will bring you some of the cookies because even Phil like last night was like I think the third night because he eats two cookies a night right and last night he was like oh, okay so like these are absolutely delicious cookies <laughs> oh, I'm so oh. jealous yeah usually I would buy like a bag mix and like throw whatever into it that, that's yeah. what I used to but now yeah all of a sudden now cookies have become my thing <laughs> so I have a few in my repertoire right I have like my there's a, like the fluffy shortbread one there's some sugar cookies um there's the chocolate chip ones okay. and then these so anyways but they were they were so so good and I just wanted to share that with you that they were the perfect combination of uh. crunch yet chew 
Oh, okay, and so you made half a batch, and how many yeah. cookies did you get out of half a batch? I got a lot. So I think, uh, what did I get out of there? I got like 21. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it said, well, if you make large, it should be this long. This, I don't know how, maybe they're large are really large. Like, right. Lying, right. I think are around like a two inch cookie. So there's, there's still a, you know, an average size. Uh, yeah. Cookie. An average size. Good size. Yeah. And at oh, the wow. end, the last four or something were bigger because I was yeah, just like, you're just using it up. Yeah. 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 So, oh, wow. And I mean, okay. they literally baked for like eight minutes. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Hot. I, I, I know my, my absolute favorite cookies of all time. Yeah. They're called dad's cookies, but they're, they're my Nana's recipe. They're my dad's mom's recipe. Okay. And they're an oatmeal cookie. Yeah. But they have coconut in them. Oh, okay. Um, and they are so, so good. And, uh, and I remember as a kid like you know i would do some some baking and uh with like and my dad would like pull out the recipes and he would like yeah. you know coach me through it and mm -hmm. and i remember him saying like cuz i think these cookies it's it says in the recipe like it says on the recipe like bake for 6 minutes or something you know yeah. and and i remember saying like like having a conversation about it, yeah. like how can they possibly be ready in six minutes? And he was like, mm -hmm. no, no. Like if, if Nana said six minutes, then that's what she means. And I remember putting cookies into the oven and like putting the timer on for six minutes, but then looking and thinking mm, they don't look ready. And then leaving mm -hmm. them in for more, like for more minutes and burning yeah. the whole batch. Yeah. Or like yeah. not the whole, like the whole, yeah. uh, the whole tray right yes and and I remember my dad saying like well did you leave them in for six minutes and I was like well then but then they didn't look right they didn't look yeah. ready, and so I left them in longer and he was like you should have taken them out <laughs> and I was like and I I mean I learned my lesson about cookies mm -hmm. like cookies do not need a lot of time yeah they do not and that is the difference between us a, a chewy and a crunchy and a crunchy of, yeah yeah. Yeah. So I'm, so, but here's, I, I, you know what my absolute favorite cookie, Ooh, what's I, yours? and I just, I just, I just thought, Oh, I need to make those next. I just Google the recipe and I know you're going to like them too, because it's all of the goodness that you love a hermit. Ooh, I, yes. I, I like know a, that. I like, I, hermit. I, I, I know all <laughs> of that about you. Yeah. You know, I just pull up this recipe, which has an awful lot of things in it. But um, you know, yeah, because it's got nuts and and all sorts of dates. Yeah, nuts, oh yeah, nutmeg, cinnamon, mm. brown sugar, walnuts mm. mm. or pecans. It says this one actually says a quarter cup of brewed coffee cold. Hmm, that's interesting. That's interesting. Have you ever? This is a, a website that I've used a few recipes from called the Spruce Eats. Oh, I don't think that I have. No. Yeah, I know that that's one that it's often come up, but like um, just for baked goods or for all sorts of things. No, I think she. I think I've eaten. Uh, there's other things off of there. Mm. I mean, off the top of my head, I don't really. Yeah. I can't think about it, but anyways, okay. oh, I think I'm gonna make. Okay, next week I'm gonna make hermit cookies. 
yeah. Yeah. Because, and here's, yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of making things. So yeah. the other day, um, Mark was like, oh, I'm making tacos. And I'm like, like for like for himself for dinner and I was like you're making tacos I said you never made me tacos before yeah. <laughs> and he's like oh he's like well he's like let's like let's plan a night this week that that oh. that I'll make tacos and I was like okay great because typically like I cook and then like it, yeah. dinner is ready when when he gets home from work or um or we'll get takeout you know and uh and and or he'll eat like he will like go out with the guys after work and then he'll come home and he doesn't need to eat right so mm -hmm. so um i said okay great and so i said you tell me like what ingredients i need and i'll make sure that i've got it in the house and he was like well like just the regular like what you need for tacos and i was cool. like okay so i so then i said so like and i made my list like lettuce tomato cheese yeah. Uh, taco shells, ground beef, seasoning, you know, like whatever. And he was like, yep. He's like, all of that. He's like, it's fine. And, uh, oh no, he was very particular that I needed mm -hmm. to have green onion. And I was like, okay, okay, I will make sure I have green onion. No problem. And, uh, and I said, anything else? He's like, no, he's like, I think that's fine. And so, and so I was like, okay, great. Like I said, I have all that stuff already. Like we're, we're ready for taco night. And so he was like, well, what seasoning do you have? And I, and I said, well, I said, I mean, lots of seasoning. So I said, I have like a pre-mixed taco seasoning that you could use. Mm -hmm. I said, or I said, I have like chili powder and paprika and cumin, yeah. you know, like you could like make your, and he was like, mm, yeah, I don't, mm, mm. and I'm like, okay. I said, what, I, I what don't, do you yeah, I don't understand. Like, like, I don't understand. Mm, I don't know what that translates yeah. to. I mean, I know <laughs> it means that you're disapproving. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why, because you're making tacos, you know, like, I, I don't know how many more options there are for seasoning when it comes to tacos. And so he's like, okay, it's like, well, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that I like that I have the right seasoning, you know, for the tacos. I'm like, okay, it's, it's, it's some weird unusual Jamaican spice <laughs> I mean that's what I thought like yeah. I thought it's probably going to be something that is like that is Caribbean but it's not okay so got two spices that he that he's brought to, to make tacos the first one is like a mix like like herb and spices like it's okay it's like a garlic green and, and yeah okay. it's, like, it's green in color right like it's just okay. a mixture of spices okay and the second is montreal steak spice no sandy <laughs> i kid you not <laughs> i there's zero joke in this story <laughs> Those, what is what is talk about it that it's in a shell <laughs> i guess <laughs> so really what we're having is like ground beef and a taco shell i guess yeah. i don't know anyway so but like also like you know it you're not making it i don't I'm care not making yeah. it. so yeah. you you know you you make it the way you want to make it and i'll be happy with it i'm sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i was like really freak <laughs> montreal <laughs> steak spice okay <laughs> Oh my goodness, well, you'll have to report back next week and let us know what it tastes like. 
I mean, I, I, it will taste like hamburger <laughs> in a taco shell, which, you know, I'm, it's, I'm not complaining. It'll be, yeah. it'll be great. <laughs> oh, goodness me, goodness me. Now, did you put a dollop of like sour cream or anything on it or no? On your tacos? I mean, I, I won't. I won't. I'll put salsa on mine for sure. Oh, salsa. Okay. Yeah. I, I love me some salsa. Yeah. 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 So. Yes. yes. Did you get a chance to listen to that podcast? I did. And I, we should talk yeah. about it. Yeah. I also feel like I've listened to it twice. Okay. Sandy. Okay. Yes and no. So okay. I wonder if yeah. a section of that podcast was featured somewhere else like about the white shirt about the white shirt that she had a white shirt that she was saving yeah. and then white yes because because there like I started listening to it and I was like I think I've heard this before but then there were other things that they were yeah. talking about that I was like I've never heard this before I have not heard this before uh-huh. and then she they started into about the white shirt and I was like I've heard this story too. Yes, but... I've heard that story. So like I won, you know what I wonder, Sandy? I wonder if yeah. whoever his guest was. Yeah. I wonder if she's been a guest on another podcast. Uh, I and think so, so. We've heard her talk. Yeah. But we didn't hear this exact podcast because yeah. because I'm telling you because I had the same experience. I was like, have I heard this before? <laughs> before? You know what? I bet you that she was on um, Dax. Celeste Kid, that is her name. Okay. So, okay. So the podcast we're talking about is Hidden Brain. And there is an episode, a, a relatively recent episode on Hidden Brain that is all about, I think it's called the Marshmallow Test. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, the the host of the show, of course, has a guest on the show, and he's talking about the marshmallow test, talking about delayed gratification, willpower, mm-hmm. like all of these things that that are attached to the the marshmallow test. And then there's like a second portion of the episode where they're talking about uh, the idea of like giving things value when we like like put them off you know like yeah and 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 we have talked about that it was jolenta because she saved the bottle of champagne from her nona's that they gave them it was for their wedding and then they were trying to figure out when they were going to drink it that's okay now we know that was that's it it was Kristen and jolenta who were talking about this because because i was gonna say because we have talked about this recently about the fact that you know that that we we get things that we want, but then we don't uh-huh. use them and then we're hanging on to them. And the longer uh-huh. we hang on to them, the yeah. greater we've built the value of them to be when yeah. really the value might have not been anything to begin with. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So all of that to say, let's, let's yeah. backtrack. Let's go back <laughs> to the marshmallow test. So, so Sandy, yeah. tell me, tell Tell me what the marshmallow test is, and then had you heard of it before, and what do you think? So, the, so the marshmallow test was, I, I think, is was administered. It's administered to they administer it to children, correct? Right, where they would bring in a group of children. I think they were like five years old, and they would give them, they would give them one marshmallow and say to them, so 
you can either. I think they give them an option. There was two options. You can either eat this marshmallow now, or if you wait, when I come back, I'm going to bring you, I'm going to bring more marshmallows. Correct. And then they wait a specific amount of time. Yeah. And when they come back, they see Whether how many not, of the kids yeah, have, could, could resist the marshmallow. Could resist the marshmallow. But they so do now, Sandy, a couple could, of different Go ahead. Could you resist the marshmallow? Well, as an adult, of course I could. <laughs> as a kid. As a kid? As a kid, I would probably be looking to see what the other kids were doing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I probably would have looked around to see what the other kids were doing. But I probably would have waited only because an adult had told me to wait. I was going to say, I'm going to tell you two reasons why I would have waited. Number one, because an adult told me to. And so I would have waited because that adult yeah. told me don't eat it. And so I would I would not have. Number two, that adult told me that they were going to bring me more. Yeah. And so you trusted so, I mean, the adult. So and, I, trusted, I trusted the adult. So and, why above would I all, eat? and above all, you love marshmallows. Correct. So why would I eat one if I could <laughs> eat more than one? Right. <laughs> Guaranteed. Without a doubt. Like, even yeah. as they're going through the story, I'm like, I would have waited. I, yeah. I know myself. I would have waited. Yeah. And now as an adult, I also would have waited. Yeah. <laughs> For the same two reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they, had, but then they, had, they heard of, had you heard of this test before? No, I hadn't heard of this specific test, but this is. This is similar to, no, I guess it's not. I, I mean, immediately, first I thought, oh, they're going to be talking sort of about the, when I saw the marshmallow test, I hadn't heard about it. Okay. Because immediately I thought, oh, it's going to be like the thing we were, we talked a little bit about last episode about, you know, you have that one, like, look at that one almond. Oh, like, like, like mindful. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Mm. And so I, I, I thought, oh, that's what it's about. But I hadn't, Okay. no, I had not heard about it. And so, okay, and so what it actually is about is it's really, what they were trying to determine or measure yeah. was was self-control, really, yeah. and, and willpower. And, and so what, and, and this idea of delayed gratification, right? Correct. Like, like could you put off what was going to be good in the moment for something yeah. better that was yet to come? Yes. And and what they found was and so so I think they weren't that interested in the original findings, but what they did find was that later they went back and they found these people, these kids who had participated yeah. as children. They went back and to look and see like where were these kids now as adults? Mm -hmm. And and what the the researchers determined was that the ability, the child's ability to resist the marshmallow and wait mm -hmm. was correlated with mm -hmm. their quote unquote success as an adult, Correct. right? Like whether or not they pursued post-secondary education, whether or not they completed, you know, certain like levels of education, whether mm -hmm. or not they, um, you know, were employed in particular you know, areas or making a certain amount of money or whatever those measures were. And, and, and so that is kind of 
interesting. Yeah, but I think there was also you there they were trying to make the connection between like whether or not the 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 kids or if you can delay the that gratification, whether or not you also have the ability to not overspend, man, like managing money. So borrowing or living beyond your means rather than saving mm-hmm. to have that. And there are pluses and minuses like, you know, to doing that, right? So yeah. she gave an example of her grandparents. Her grandfather, had he was, was he a Holocaust survivor? Mm. <laughs> No, or, or yeah, it was something, it, I think, I don't know if that, but anyway, regardless. Yeah. It was something where, where he, um, once out of that, starting his life, married, and, and they were saving and saving and saving and saving and saving because when they were tired, they wanted to be able to travel the world. Right. The problem was, is that he died early and they never got to enjoy that yeah and so that's where this is I mean this is something that I you know have thought about throughout the years it's like how much money do we save now for retirement versus not enjoying and doing things now because we don't know in the future what we will be able to do Mm -hmm. either physically I mean there's so many unknowns Mm -hmm. and we're pinning all of our pleasure and we're, we're like, and it's not necessarily missing out, but it's not having the right balance, maybe. Like, mm-hmm. I wish there was a way of knowing how much do we need for retirement. Yeah. So we know what and how much we can, you know, spend or the things that we can indulge in or yeah. the life, different lifestyle we maybe could live now rather yeah. than waiting. I mean, I think about my, my grandfather and my grandfather... Mm-hmm you know, reti- when he retired, he, w- he worked all the way till he was 65. And at that time, that's when he could retire. And then he ended up having like bowel cancer and he died within a year. So yeah. for what? I mean, yeah. like, never, he yeah. never got to enjoy it. So he worked all of his life and then, and then died, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, there's no, no one knows the answer to it. That's, that's no. the problem. And so you have to self-regulate and guess, and that can, you know, people are wildly either they overestimate or they underestimate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All, all the time. All the time. Yeah. And, and you're, you're making decisions and predictions now about something that. Yeah. Like may or may not happen the way that you like envision it in the future, right? Or or mm. you're making decisions for yourself, like you're making decisions today for your future self, but your future self might not have made that same decision, right? Like, yeah, like that's there's that element of it too, right? Like yeah. it's it's kind of tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and, and the researcher actually said for her, the ability to be able to go to, to for she was very focused on post-secondary education and she knew what she wanted. And so 
growing up through her teens and even in her doing her undergrad there when all of her friends were out doing things going out having these dinners going and drinking like all of these other things she was so focused on not spending that excess money because she wanted to be able to afford to go to to post-secondary or to I think it was to do her master's Mm -hmm. and anyways she said now having done that she has zero regrets yeah zero regrets about the things that she maybe forfeited or didn't participate in Mm -hmm. as a result uh you know of of prolonging the pleasure Mm -hmm. or the gratification of it but not everybody feels that way yeah no for sure you know it's so I had heard of this test before on on more than more than once in a variety of different uh, you know areas. I think I think often when you're talking about like I think maybe being in education and talking about child development, yeah. like I think this is a this is a common uh, psychological test that gets referenced because it was something that was like sort of measuring a certain stage of child development, right? Yes. Like, um, mm-hmm. so I think maybe that's why I'd heard of it in the past, but the part that she was explaining in the podcast that I had never heard before, that was especially fascinating to me was the different strategies that the kids employed yes. to try to to try to avoid taking yeah. marshmallow, right? Yes. And and so, and what was funny, like, cause I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then, and then she says like, none of these strategies really worked. And like, and that made me laugh <laughs> out loud. Yeah. But like, but like just different things, like she said, you know, some of the kids would like sing songs to themselves to like distract themselves from the fact that the marshmallow was there. And some yeah. of the, you know, and some of the kids were like playing games or like were trying, like they were trying to do things to distract themselves while the marshmallow sat there. And the whole time I was just thinking about like, this is the kind of stuff that we do, or or I should say that I do all yeah. the time to distract myself or to like yes. avoid going for the second plate, to avoid eating yes. the first plate in the first like in the first place, mm-hmm. to avoid grabbing the bread from the bread bowl, to yeah. avoid like going back into the kitchen for the seventh time today. You know, like yeah. like like I find myself doing these things too. Like I'll think to myself, okay, well, I'll like, you know, go and, you know, collect all of the laundry, like, and put the laundry in before I go and make lunch or I'll like, I'll be like, oh, well, I'll like, you know, go and whatever. Like, it's just like little things that you do to try and like keep yourself from going back to the thing that you really want to go to. Mm-hmm. But so yeah. then what was interesting was then when she said like, but these strategies, like they don't really work. <laughs> so that kind of made me laugh. I was like, Ooh, but, okay, I mean, I, so I thought a couple of things. One was, I thought this is what, this is what you do with your drinking your water before you have your cola diete. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it, but that does work for you. Yeah. It does work for me. Right. But yep. that is because you're delaying the gratification of having yep. the employment of having that. Right. Yep. But I also was thinking just like you were immediately. I'm like, but this is also where sometimes we will try to eat around what we really want. Uh-huh. 
That's and it. then actually go for what we wanted in the beginning and have eaten more as a result. So whether I want a Snickers and now I'm trying to like make some, you know, low point, you know, whatever. Yeah. Say it was a WW bar, which Correct. really doesn't satisfy because I really want to have a Snickers because nothing replaces a Snickers, you know, right. for yeah. like in my mind or a Twix or whatever your thing is, yeah. you know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. popcorn with with nutritional yeast isn't isn't like you know cheddar cheddar yeah. cheese popcorn from kernels yeah yeah correct. Yeah. correct yeah and so so but that's what I was thinking is like but those are the times so those strategies also don't work right yeah. yeah yeah and so the one strategy that she said does actually work is she said it did work that if you downplayed the deliciousness of it mm. of the marshmallow that that would help uh, to avoid taking it so she said you know if if the researcher for example was going on and on about how delicious the marshmallow was going to be the kids were more likely to take it but mm -hmm. if if it was just a thing, it was just a marshmallow. And then so she made a suggestion about some sort of a visualization process. So she said, even like as you, as you're the person, like if you are envisioning this marshmallow and, and I was thinking about like, we do this all the time with yeah. foods, especially yeah. foods that are nostalgic for us. Yeah. Like we picture yeah. it and we envision it and we think mm -hmm. about how like mm -hmm. delicious and how sweet and how gooey. Yeah. And like even thinking about your oatmeal raisin cookies, you know, like and like we're we're painting this picture in our mind of how magnificent it's going to be. And that just makes us want it more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And then often mm -hmm. what happens when that is the case is that you finally have the thing and you're like, this was not what I thought it was going to be. Mm. I'm With sure your oatmeal I, raisin I'm cookies are not no, those things. <laughs> no. And I literally what the one thing like that I can think of, like in the recent times that that I can think of is a walnut crunch. Uh, from granddad's. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah from yeah. their particular. It's, it's never, it, it is always every time we've had it. It is just as amazing as I have had it in my head, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing that would do it for me would be a butter tart. Like ooh. the the breaking open of a butter tart and like having the little bit of a ooze of it. So, I yeah. think so. I think yeah. so. But <laughs> I think, but I think it would have to be a good one. Like, because yes. sometimes I see butter tarts like in the dollar store and I like, and I have to like tell myself, Henny, you will be disappointed with that. No, I actually don't think we would be in those ones. Just so <laughs> well, you don't know. tell me that. <laughs> because those are like, it's like the right they're they're mass produced but they so then they they still have a lot of ooze in them because sometimes you get made ones and then they're kind of like there's yeah. a lot of crust and a lot a lot of things and not a lot of filling <laughs> the other place is costco they actually have their individual wrapped ones there that come oh, on a flat really? tray oh, yeah I used, to, I used to buy stuff like for phil when i lived there i used to buy right. those but then I put them in the freezer, but there's nothing like a good frozen butter tart either. <laughs> that would be dangerous for me. 
So, but what what the girl in this podcast was saying was she said, but if you if you picture it like even she said picture it like as not the actual food object, like imagine it with a picture frame around it and it's like just a picture of something, or she's like, like distance yourself mentally from how delicious this food is going to be and she she said that that is a strategy that can actually work that has been scientifically proven to work okay interesting and that's i mean not anything i've ever tried before or or thought about before other than to think like that we do like really hype ourselves up for foods yeah yeah sometimes that so so what's interesting is that one is that children just instinctively have the ability to know to use strategies to try and distract themselves. Isn't that cool? Well, isn't that cool? I truly, I had never heard that before, despite having heard of this study before. And that's the most interesting part about it. Yeah. Like so whether kids or not, are doing whether or not to like, yeah, yeah whether, whether or not they were effective, they knew to do something. Or their parents had already given them. Actually, that's not true because. We already know that when a baby is born, they already, they know how to soothe themselves. Yes. That is something that we unlearn as Correct. we grow into adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. That's an right? instinct that we're born with. Yes. Yeah. The same as what fear of things is things that we actually learn mm-hmm. that we should, we learn because we've been told that's why we learn mm-hmm. them. Right. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily learn it by falling off a roof or something but we we do learn that that would be a good lesson you would learn that yeah I think you would (laughs) (laughs) yeah so but but yeah that the kids actually were doing those type of things was interesting to me I'm just thinking about this is a little unrelated but I've been um doing a like a little short week-long course this summer about the science of reading and like learn and and teaching kids and and learning strategies about how to how to you know begin reading and how to develop as a reader and stuff like that and 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 then uh there was a little section in one of the modules that I was uh going through yesterday where they were talking about um different things Uh, they were talking about motivation and and so even though in the course it's about motivating kids to read i mean anytime you're talking about motivation it's very applicable to any person in any like area of life yep. and i feel like when it comes to you know uh making healthy choices for yourself whether that's food or activity or sleep or whatever i mean motivation is a big part of it right like you have to be motivated to do those things for yourself right yeah and so i was thinking about it in that context and and so then i'm going through this like i'm reading through this article and it's about you know all these different like it was like five different strategies for like motivating kids to read and one of them is like, you know, have books available all the time. And I mean, obviously, like I'm very yeah. motivated to eat when there's food everywhere, you know. <laughs> but also, like a little less tongue in cheek, if you have like vegetables and fruit that are cut up and prepared and ready, you're yeah. more motivated to eat those things because they're easy to grab, right? So, yeah. so I mean, there is something to that. But then one of them, one of the strategies, it said like at the top, like incentives, like, like incentives and rewards. And I was like, Ooh, and I, 
I really, yeah, I'm really not into rewards. Like I, I'm not into a reward system. I, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes me feel icky. I, I don't yeah. like it. I don't think that we should be rewarding kids or ourselves for things that are good for us to be doing, like, or yeah. things that we just should be doing or, you know, like I, I, I really, I, I really feel quite strongly about reward system. I, I feel strongly against reward systems. Mm. But then I was so pleased because I kept reading the article and in the article, they were, they said like a reward system is not going to work. Like a, like that's not the kind of reward when we're talking about rewards or incentives. First of all, they said it has to be directly related to the skill that you're asking for. And so they said, for example, if you want kids to read more, you want to motivate kids to read, then one of the incentives or rewards could be like an extra trip to the library. Yeah. You know, like like the the things have to be connected to yeah. the, the item. And so I was thinking about that earlier when you mentioned like that my own incentive program for myself to drink water and then yes. once I've had my you know two and a half liters of water then I can you know switch to diet pop which is what I really want to be drinking and I was like that that's why that incentive works yeah because it's because it's all it's it's related to what I'm doing, right? It's, it's still drinking. It's still a, it's still getting hydration. It's still, you know, like it's, it's connected. It's not saying like, okay, if you do your five push push-ups this morning, then you can drink diet Coke. Like that's not yeah. as, um, fluid of a connection to an incentive, uh, right? Fluid. <laughs> that, that was truly a pun that was not intended. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was just thinking about that too, you know, that if we, if we want to incentivize things, if mm. we want, or, you know, if we want to say reward, if we want to reward ourselves for behaviors, it has to be directly connected to the behavior. Right. Which, I mean, so you take something as act, like activity and then it's, uh, you know, buy yourself a new workout outfit. Yes. Right. So it is directly related. Directly to related that. to yeah. whatever it is. And, no, and not the kids, if they read, then they're going to get a chocolate bar. No, right. That's, and that's yeah. the problem. Like that's the, and, and yeah. I, I think my understanding is that the more research that is done about motivation, the more we realize that these kinds of extrinsic motivators, especially when they're unrelated to the behavior. So yeah. like read this many books and you get a chocolate bar, yeah. you know, it, 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 I think those kind of reward systems end up backfiring on us. Right. Right. Because yeah. I think for a number of reasons, I think at some point, I think the reward becomes not, uh, important. Yeah. yeah. Not good it enough. It stops being effective. Yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you're never, if you always need to have something that is like a gift that you're being given in order to do something, at what point are you internalizing that behavior? Never. Never. No. It's always a, a dog and pony show. Yes. Yeah. You know, 
thing. Yeah. So I, I just was whatever it was that you'd mentioned earlier about uh, yeah about that incentive. I I I thought about that again because I yeah. was because definitely I was thinking about. I mean, I was thinking about it in the context of of kids in a classroom mm -hmm. um, and reward systems that that some educators yeah. might use. Um, but then I was thinking about it in relation to food, especially food, diet, yes. exercise, nutrition, you know, you know, all of those things, right? Like there is there. Yeah, there, there at some point those those external rewards are not are yeah. not going to do it especially if they're not directly connected to whatever it is that you're trying yes. to encourage right yeah yeah you find that too even at like in a workplace where you are trying to either build a sense of like uh team or community or uh just fostering any type of relationship and and planning events mm -hmm. that no one is you know a, a small group of people have determined or thought oh this is what people want without asking people what they want because if you don't ask them what they want you might as well have taken the funds or the money and the energy and the time that you spent into planning to do something and just thrown it out the window because you're not getting the result. You're not getting the the feeling of belonging, the feeling of loyalty. Like you're not fostering or building yes. any of that. If yeah. it is, if you're offering something that nobody wants. Yeah. And, and that nobody had a hand in determining, right? Like, like right. how, how are you building a team? Yeah. If one person is making decisions. Yeah. Right. It. Yeah. I never thought about that, but that is exactly it. Right. Like you, mm -hmm. whatever the goal is, everything supporting that goal has to be connected to the goal. Right. Uh, I'm really glad that you came across that podcast episode and shared it with me because I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Although, okay. Right before we go, because you yeah. said, you know, of course we've had this Oh yeah, we've had this podcast that we're like, have we heard this before? Do we know this before? And then you were like, yep. the white shirt, the white shirt. Yeah. And anyway, so what was the white shirt? I feel well, like we owe it to our listeners to tell okay, them so about the, the white so shirt. So the white shirt was this woman had bought some white shirt at the Gap or Old Navy or old something. Old Navy, Old Navy. Okay, okay, <laughs> Old Navy. And so she has this shirt, but she's she's saving it because it's a new white shirt. Mm -hmm. So at first she says, well, okay, I'm just going to save it to go on a, it was for a special occasion, but then the special occasion, nothing feels special enough. So then she saved it. It was going to be her interview shirt, but then she yeah. didn't go on an interview and yeah. she said, so then this shirt just sat in the closet until it was out of style yeah. and it never got worn. No. And she just donated it. And she it. donated it. Yeah. But but what she said is when we put uh, significant value or importance on something, then when we actually reach it and achieve it, it never is enough. And we have to then, then we have to like increase, like what is the next thing? No, it ele gets elevated. And the same thing happens with weight loss. I'm just literally and came to my head right now. Yes. Is we set ourselves a goal and we get there and then we're like, well, if we got here, we can get there. And yeah. so we push the goalpost out a little bit further and try to get there, get there, get there. And so and it, until it gets maybe to a point where we don't, we never get there. 
And now we're disappointed. We were not even happy with something that was way back that we were that we would have felt we would have been so happy with that, but then we were never satisfied with it. Yeah. Anyways, that was her whole white shirt. So then yeah. she ended up donating the white shirt. She never wore it. But we do this with, I make it, I made a list. I mean, people do this with special bottles of wine. Yeah. People do this with China or good, they're good stuff. They mm-hmm. do it with furniture that's in this room that no one's going to sit on. Mm-hmm. And so then it never, ever gets used mm-hmm. because people are afraid to. And then you get used to not using it either. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't become part of your routine, right? Yeah. You're always saving it for something special. And then that special thing comes up and it's not special enough now. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, you just need to enjoy it. And then this is when it reminded me because Jolenta had the wine and then realized the wine will go bad. Well, and that's the thing with, with stuff like when, like yeah. even with the white shirt, like, like yeah. I thought she was going to say like, and then it didn't fit anymore, but that yeah. was, now we're talking about ourselves. My problem. Okay. <laughs> But that's it. Like, like if you hang on to stuff long enough, you know, or like, you know, I think she also gave the example of spices that she, she had spices that she never used. Well, yeah. then eventually like this, the spices are no good, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you have like stuff is, stuff is made to be used, right? Like stuff is, is meant to be consumed yeah. and it's meant to be people, people do this with jewelry. And they have something that's been given to them or it's expensive. Like it it has a, 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 and and so then they're only wearing it for good. And then it goes, I mean, years ago, people didn't have safes at home like they do now, but they would have a safety deposit box at the bank. Yeah. Well, hello. If I'm going out tonight. Yeah. I'm not going to the safety deposit box to first get my, yeah. And then, and then you just never wear it. Yeah. And I mean, for me, that's why I wear my stuff Yeah, and it gets gets banged up and scratched up and whatever. And it's like, okay, okay. But like, what was the point? It is what it is. Well, that's it. It, What's, what's the alternative? I never wear it. Yeah. If it was that nice, it's meant to be enjoyed. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the truth of it. I think that is like (laughs) a perfect little like jewel of wisdom that we will, that, that will close on. on. All right. Perfect. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, as always, honey, um, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure. I do just want to add, because when I went to my therapist yesterday, Beatrice, she said, there's something different about you. And I said, well, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's because it's the summer in Canada. And so I said, and my friend Henny is a school teacher. So she's off. I said, so last week I like, we had three video calls. I go this week, we're having two. And we've also now virtually been working out. It's uplifting. It is. And said, and so that, that actually makes me feel better. Like I I can see because it's, it's like a different level of interaction with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, anyways, but I just wanted to share that with you because it's just like looking at your smiley face and you have this beautiful new house, which I get to come and see. And so that makes me happy. And I see like there's a live plant behind you. So there's something alive (laughs) and you can see that there's natural sunlight coming in. And so all of this is just, it's like, I'm soaking it up also. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad that I'm bringing you so much joy. You are. You are always bringing me joy. Oh, dear. Anyways, okay. Well, let's uh, thank you very much, uh, everyone, for listening. And uh, thank you, Henny. Enjoy the tacos. Will you need a report next week on the tacos? <laughs> All right, my friend. All right. See ya. Talk to you. Bye. <laughs>